Hello, welcome back to another Muscle and the Hustle podcast. Tony is dressed like he's ready for Wim Hof, <coughs> about four weeks early, but three weeks early maybe. Um, I'm just back from a wee birthday trip to Cork and Tony's back from the North Pole. <laughs> Looks like I'm fucking back from the North Pole, but here I'll be spending the rest of the year in fucking warmer climates after this. So this is it. This is the last person and I'm fucking good to go. So getting the use out of the is, winter wardrobe. Well, once this is fucking once this is done in my mind, I don't really have any intention of being home for the entire year. I plan on going away entirely. I'm only home because uh, I'm training for it really, to be honest. Apart from that, I wouldn't be here, I'd be in Dubai or away. So it's looking like a very big year of travel, so Big year yeah. of travel is in traveling many places or just not being home. Both. I think the game plan is going to be, I've pretty much got it mapped out because I want to really push business and the Instagram and all again this year. So my main focus is hitting the States. So I'm going to do Wim Hof, Poland, February. As soon as that's done, straight out to the States. Going to do Texas and the States for eight weeks and maybe even 10. Then I'm going to Spain for six weeks. Uh, Dubai for two or three just to flick the residency and then Thailand for a whack and then I'm gonna think I'm either going back to Dubai very shortly or I'm going to Australia yeah I think you should go to Australia you haven't been yet mm. you haven't been yet haven't you no that's where I'm, I, I need to get to the states and I need to get to Australia because I'll hit both sides of the algorithm then as well you know people aren't seeing me in either of them places as often yeah I think you, you I think Australia would be a bit of you I think you'd like it but they're all yeah, they're very health and fitness and having the crack orientated, you know they're very. Yeah, I've heard that it'd be it, see anywhere, see for me anywhere that's sun is is my vibe. So I'm I'm yeah. happy out there. But yeah, no, right now you're training for Wim Hof, building up the minutes. Uh, we're doing a hike tomorrow, 10, 15 minutes topless hike, uh, ten minutes in the water at least, ten fifteen minutes hour dry, and then a hike down topless. So it'll be about an hour at sunrise, fucking just fucking grilling it out. Like who who's we? It'll be me and Dargan will definitely be there for sure. Uh, the two of us always lock in. I think Helmy, uh, Rand's going to go. There's a good squad of us. There's a good squad. Anybody who's going to Wim Hof now is starting to b- bounce in, whereas it was me, Rand, and Dargan there for a good couple of weeks ourselves. But it's starting to get a crunch time. Like, we're about 40 days out, so you need to be getting your reps in. Like Is also Ryan. I know Dargan's doing Wim Hof, is he? Yeah, there's about six of us going. Oh, very good. I didn't, I didn't know that. Start off me and start off me and Dargan booked it in the spot. Ryan booked it in the spot. Then Emmett booked it in the spot. So it started with four of us. I I got Helmy to go. Then I asked Burke to go. There's a good squad. Very good. Very very good. Um, see, I never even thought it. But that makes sense. Like, in my head, when you t- said earlier, just as we, because we literally bounce on, bang, record, because we instead of us doing a catch up off camera, we do it kind of on, you know, on a few. On you know camera. I mean? Um, and Tony goes. One thing you said to me was the you said to me about the time so there is this point of like it is a d what is the best term to use it's not de-appreciating but like the word is like not kind of reductive but it does come a stage where like what we're doing now definitely wouldn't be productive for like your muscle growth or anything like that the, the, oh, the, definitely the, not. the research is shite for it anyway if you want to build muscle like ice baths have nothing to do with it it's all just to do with the mental bandwidth it builds you but for me if you're willing to get in the ice and you can sit there for 15 to 20 minutes like you're gonna be able to go hard in your set for a fucking 20 oh. seconds for me it's just building your mental capacity so it's it once i finish this that'll be challenged on like i don't know any real ice challenges apart from like the ice marathons which wouldn't be my vibe that are like 
that's done. So for me, it'll be move on to whatever's next. But yeah, like we're sitting at like maybe 10 minutes in the water. Like your cold water exposure over the week is only supposed to be like for optimal. Joe, balance is only supposed to be like 11 minutes total. Aye. Yeah. It's like, and we're doing that in a sitting, whereas like it's supposed to be a minute per degree or something. So like with now you're getting in, you should only be doing two or three max. And see, even at that, like I would only, do, I, what I love about it is like a, it's a cheat code for energy, mood, productivity. Like I got up this morning, it's a rest day. I know that I'm not trained, so I'm going to be sluggish around two after I do about five, six hours work. So then boom, in there, cold shower, and I'm literally bang back right as rain as if I just slept. This might be a weird question. Do you... <laughs> Do you feel a cold shower is not cold enough for you compared to an ice bath? No, disagree. I think there's actually something said for, I don't think people, like, see if you do it, and yeah. I don't mean for this podcast, but see me personally, it's easier whenever you're either one surrounded by people or you're two in a small body of water like that because yeah. you start to heat it up and you start to form a layer of heat around yourself whenever you're, see whenever you're in it for like six, seven minutes. You don't move because you realize it's warmer where you are. Whereas, see, with a cold shower or flowing water, yeah, you're you can't warm. It's just constantly pelting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's like Joe, that constant like, oh fuck me. And then the problem with the cold showers, I don't care what anyone says, it's not for pussies because uh, whenever you you you, you shower can only hit you like see whenever you get in the cold shower. Yeah, it, it hits you at the front or hits you at the back. It can't hit you everywhere at once. So then whenever you move, it gets you again. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's just it, it's what works for you. See if it see if it doesn't do anything for you, don't bother. But for me, it just wakes me up. It's it gives me a dopamine release, but it also just sort of fires me up and gives me a bit of energy. And that's the main thing I'm after. I'm after like how can I be more productive? How can I be more efficient? How do I think clear? And I notice that's what it gives me. It's nothing to do with muscle. It's nothing to do with that side. So I will continue it, but it'll be far shorter blitzes afterwards. And it'll be more like I'm tired. I'm going to do a 30, 40 second minute cold shower now to really fucking rejuvenate myself to then get in the flow. That's how I'll continue it after. But once Wim Hof's done, I'll continue cold water, but not to the same degree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're you're doing it more as for a, a challenge and it's just something you're interested in too also. But you, you're doing it for, you want to, you do like to challenge yourself, be it when you were, when you competed or this, you like to have a challenge that takes you out of probably your comfort zone slightly and makes you like work towards something that you get that you know that then the knock-on yep. effect you bring it into every other part of your life and business how can i not be a hard worker whenever that's what i do and you build that confidence in yourself like that alex from ozzy quote i always go back to you know to build confidence you need a stack of proof you are who you say you are and for me i say i'm one of the hardest workers and i don't quit so me going here working as hard as i possibly can and not topping out you can't lose if you don't tap out yeah so for me, like you, you honestly, yeah. Like if I if I drop and they pull me off, that's fine. That's fine. I'd rather do that than tap out. Now that's psychotic to some people, but for me, yeah, it's my identity. It's who I'm trying to build myself into. So then, by doing that, you become that individual, and that's how it stands. It's like you don't become a good father by just saying it. You have the and you don't do it by one year in the tank. You do it by learning from your mistakes, going all in and slowly progressing as an individual. But it's one of these things, even as you said there, it's the challenge for me. It's it's not to do with the actual anything else. And I think there's sometimes this thought process that that's a bad thing. But I think most people are usually, if you are my personality type, you're, I'm never really happy when I achieve a goal. I'm always happier in the pursuit. I'm yeah. always happy yeah. in the chase. Uh, yeah, especially like, if you have belief in yourself. Because you, if you have belief in yourself, you know you're going to, do it and when you do it you're like well i can't no not to be a dick i kind of knew that whereas when you're doing the journey of it you're actually that's where you're doing your learning and your growth it's the journey but when you 
when you can succeed and get the goal, if you have that sort of confidence in yourself, I find that too. And some things you're going, well, like, I knew I was going to do that because I, I believe in myself. But the actual journey, you, I, well, me myself, I get a lot more out of it because that's where you learn and grow. Big time. It's it's definitely like a there's a saying and it goes like who's the happiest out of the three i think jimmy carr said it and it was a uh, the person at the top of the ladder the person at the bottom or the person climbing and it's always the person climbing yeah it's always the person who's on the up it's not the person at the top it's not the person at the bottom it's the person who is moving forward and you don't realize that you don't actually realize i think a lot of people give them a hard time because they're constantly going i'll be happy when or i'll be happy when i achieve this goal but the thing is it's it, you're usually actually happiest when you really relate it to whenever you're in the individual pursuit of that that is making you better because you can feel the transformation i think when you're really focused on that that's whenever magic happens because that's the reason i love work so much it's not that i don't love everything else i struggle to switch off because i actually enjoy the process so much yeah and i don't love the i don't love the word the process i prefer because i think it's overused i think it's diluted i think the word is i enjoy like the climb or the transformation phase of the block yeah where you're seeing that small small incremental pro you can feel it i enjoy that more than anything else i like i know right you see the minute wim hoff's title be like a big big celebration i will celebrate it like i celebrate every small win like for example like i'm about i'm about to hit five two five on instagram like i will celebrate that like i will full on yeah go for a meal or whatever's needed because that, that's been the first time in a while i've moved and for me i'll celebrate whenever we hit that and I know you always you always say yourself Maggie, you like don't just celebrate the finish line celebrate the whole entire way yeah and for and for me it's about celebrating every small individual when like yeah. the fact that I've hit 122 days now of uh, cold water every day no Netflix no porn uh, waking up before 6am Joe all these small things that like I've habits stacked together like I usually do for anybody that's followed that I usually do a process of 33 days or 30 days and then if I've nailed all the stuff I've laid out, I add another variable on top to make it more, not strict, but just improve the quality of my life. So like the last one I added was, I used to do screen time from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. would be like no phone use. Now I have no phone use for the entire day, but then I get 10 snoozes, which gives me four minutes. So I only get 40 minutes. Uh, like that's how I level that habit up. Do you know, yeah. like for me, it's just like, but it's not like a case of what makes me more hardcore. It's actually what improves the quality of my life more. Yeah, it's like somebody who kneels the gym for three months for three days, like go for a fourth day or just start to get your dad in check. It's actually just progressively overloading your habits whenever you're balancing them well. Because if it couldn't handle anymore, I wouldn't. I'd take one away and add one in. Yeah, well, I was I was, about, I was just thinking that if, if you would have found that maybe doing that as severe with the phone was taken away from you slightly, you'd have you'd have changed the variable. You know, if you went well, four minutes is far too fucking short. I need just just for being a busy person i need six minimum you just you would have moved it to six because you're doing it don't for get it. me wrong sometimes this this in particular this one like the the new block that i've done i am struggling with that time limit on my phone just because one thing i really realize and i think a lot of people will is 40 minutes is enough for me to do my work but the problem is i open it up and i'm like right after message these three people back on instagram i open up instagram and i'm sometimes i'm okay and sometimes I'm caught in the doom scroll within a second just because whatever it shows me yeah. is gym related or something that just catches me. And then before I know it, my four minutes is up, my phone's locked and I haven't messaged anyone. I'm like, fuck. But the thing is, what I'm buzzing about that is it's only four minutes, whereas before it would have been 15 or yeah. 16 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, 
that is what makes the, the as you said, the the biggest difference is them small habit change. But as you said, if it gets too tough, I I don't beat myself up. I go like I am doing better than most. I'm trying my best and yeah. I'm going to improve. And I I think one of the main things that people don't re- break down enough is I don't know if you have you ever seen the Andrew Huberman podcast on willpower and tenacity? No, no. It's it's really good. So I always thought sure. willpower was just how disciplined you were, but he's actually sort of related this back to a lot of studies about you actually have only so much willpower in the day, and this makes complete sense. It's the yeah. same as willpower and decisions. Yeah. So if you wake up and you have all these tougher movements to do for your willpower, a really good example is it's so much easier to eat your meals when they're prepped the night before because when you wake up, you don't have the decision fatigue, you don't have the willpower needed to cook the meal to eat it yeah. because it's already made. So the thing is you wake up and you might have say 100% willpower but if you wake up and you know you're you arrive to the office and there's a load of donuts and you say no you might go down to 80% willpower then you might say for example get home and your your other half's going let's get a takeaway and you say no and all of a sudden you're down to 30% willpower yeah and then you all of a sudden get a little bit stressed because you get a message and your stress spikes and your willpower drops to zero and then somebody offers you a biscuit and then you have 10 because you can't say no because you've used all your willpower. And it's one of the main things I always highlight to people is if you don't try and balance your stress or leave yourself bandwidth for your stress levels, like for example, I always say to people, never work to 100% capacity. You always work to 60 to 70 because you're going to get curveballs that then take up that extra percentage. Like for example, I got declined for a mortgage the other day for one of my houses and I was like, what? And that ate up the whole day. I was on the phone ringing around people versus if you don't leave that gap, then it, it you overspill. And this is where people start you know, snapping at their partners yeah. or like I get short. Like it was a really good example. It was like, I remember whenever I was doing the, the bodybuilding show, me and you, like I was getting quite na- not nasty, but I would say I was struggling with my bandwidth. And like, if we were struggling to rearrange a time, I was getting like almost like a fuck this. You could, you could sense it. Cause uh, I was, yeah. I had no, and it, it it's not being a, it is being a dick, but it's it's being a it's because you don't have the bandwidth now. That is not an excuse because you've chosen that. It's just a case of you generally Die. you need to pick your battles and go right. Well, where am I wasting my energy? It's like a really good example is decision fatigue. I always lay out my clothes the night before because I find that it eats up so much time in the morning. There is, there is something to be said about about like you know having your clothes laid out. Like I know it sounds people are probably listening now goes it sounds so simple, sounds stupid. There is. A thing to be said about laying out your clothes the night before or packing your bag the night before and even the only time i would ever have done it in the past was always i've had a very early flight i would have everything ready to go and then i realized that they were the actual mornings that were the easiest so now i would almost always have the thing laid out but there is i'm a big believer in bandwidth like there is times where i would stack too many things too many jobs on Whereas I would know to myself and go, if one more thing co- drops into my lap here, I will not be able to you know, control this. Like I will, I can't, I won't be able to do it. Like I won't be able to, I just won't be able to do anything. Um, And then that's when I realize that I've taken too much stuff on. And I have had that conversation myself before, literally go, I cannot do once. Don't come near me with one more thing. Because I've already taken far too much. I was a bit like that with the gigs coming up to Christmas. Um, it was just, I bit off more than I could chew. And I realised that halfway through. I was like, fuck. I realised that about the 15th of December. I was like, oh, I'm fucked here. I'm fucked. Like, this is too much. <laughs> but thankfully I got through it. But it took a bit of a bit of the dog, you know, to get through it. Just head down and 
drive on, which isn't a good thing either, to be honest, for people. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, look, we were talking loosely off about balance and stuff, and sometimes it's something I struggle to, to believe. Do I, do I believe in balance? Do I believe in balance is ever actually, you know, if you're, is, can you have balance, really? What do you think? No, I think balance is a myth unless you have, and this sounds terrible, unless you have very little going on in your life. I was about to say that. I didn't know how to work. The only way you have balance is whenever you don't have a variable to play with. So realistically, like most people's lives, right? Now, I'm not included in this because I don't count, uh, because I'll explain why in a second. But like most normal people will have family, a relationship, a career, the gym, socializing their friends and maybe another variable like uh team sport or something you will notice that when the team sport picks up you have to you you they tell you to drink ban and cut all that as well and everything else comes up and you have to almost immediately start to lean towards that as a balancing act and yeah. the reason that people don't burn out from team sports is because it's almost accepted that's the main thing I struggle with. Whereas, for example, if you don't have all variables, like say, for example, you don't have a partner and you're not close to your family, you can balance things much easier because you don't have two variables. Now, that's not me saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's where some people don't get as stressed. But I think what you need to do is choose what Oliver Burke says. And Chris Williamson quoted this quite well every week. You need to choose what you're going to suck at because I actually made a reel on this. It's going to go out tomorrow. So you'll have seen it before. But more important than choosing how to be balanced is choosing what you're going to be shit at because you're not going to have time for everything. And a really good example of this is my relationship really suffered because I didn't choose what I was going to suck at whenever I push business really hard. With anything that you push, you're going to be lopsided for a little bit of time. If you want to yeah. be great in any specific area or you're really pushing the boundary, whenever other people are working in that area, the only way you have a chance of doing well is by pushing hard. Now, I'm not saying you have to push business, but I'm saying even with physique, you notice this, like you, you give up a little bit of your time with your friends or a little bit of your downtime or a little bit of your time with your partner because you're trying to better your, your physique. The thing is, I don't think there's ever a bad time to lean towards self-development because I think whenever you fill up your own cup, you then give a better version of yourself to others. There's no point spending time with your other half or your friends or your family if you're not the best version of yourself. My ones would rather see me two nights a week in full flight, good energy and know I'm valuing the time than being a ship in the night and seeing them five nights a week watching Netflix with them. So it's about quality as well. But I do believe balance is a complete myth and that it's actually more of a, like the, I actually wrote a, a piece on this like earlier and it literally just says, balanced, balance is a myth. We are always off kilter. It's The problem is actually the pressure we put on ourselves to do it all. But when you take this pressure off yourself that, and drop your expectations of doing it all, it becomes far easier to manage because you realize you actually don't need to do it all. This in itself is too high an expectation. And when you lift this weight off yourself, that's whenever you feel much better and you feel more balanced because you're not chasing it. And I have reworded that sense, but that to, to be more balanced, you actually have to let go of it because I think the concept actually makes you feel worse. Yeah, 100%. The concept of of, of searching for balance. Well, I don't know anybody who has balance in any area of their life. If somebody is really, really well balanced and people are like, oh, he's got a family, he's got a career, that individual in their deep, deep heart of hearts will feel off balance in one other area. Well, I, I, I don't, I was just thinking of it. I don't know anybody successful that has balance. I don't know if you can have balance if you're being successful because... To be successful, it's going to take a lot of effort. 
Um, and I'm sure, like, if you if you're if you have balance between work and home life, you will be probably negating maybe your health. It's just like someone who's in incredible shape. Um, you you'll know that they are more. They're probably spending more time in the gym than they are with family and friends, or, you know, the, I I just. I find the more success or the more high-achieving person in a certain area of life, they will never have balance across the board because you just you can't you can't have balance if you're if you're achieving high in a certain category because that will always take most of your energy, most of your thoughts, most of just most of your attention will be on that simple thing. But I also find that a lot of people don't know how to measure balance as well. A lot of people that will tell you they have balance really don't. They may just favor one thing over another thing, or they see balance as maybe like uh, like balance would be work and play sort of balance. Oh, I have a good work life, sort stroke play life, but then they're like, well, what about all these other variables in your life that you're not really even acknowledging as a variable? Like some people always go to like, oh, I have a good work to social life. Uh, balance but like some people don't maybe give the value or give the credence into the, like their their family their friends or maybe their girlfriend maybe something else maybe they, even their own health they're more worried about work let work and play balance or gym and play balance a lot of people would talk about um and i just think sometimes people don't know actually how to break down what actual balance is because they're probably just as we talked about it before they probably have heard about it on the podcast or they've read about it or they've heard somebody else talking about it and they've taken it into a certain extent and they think they're implementing it but they're really not because like we go into a wee bit of depth in some podcasts and and certain other podcasts too but sometimes most of the times or if you're hearing it as a soundbite in tiktok it's just very surface it's it's a bigger it's a bigger talking point, but they're just giving you a tidbit, a surface, uh, a 30-second bit of it. And you go, oh, shit, I'm going to try to implement that one. Really and truthfully, you should probably look at it more and see how can I implement it. And what should I actually, no, do I, no, what variables do I need to worry about if I'm going to search for a, a type of balance? Um, That's the kind of way what I would approach it. Like, I do look for a certain type of balance where I, I'm taking a lot of you know, doing a lot of things but i also know if i strive for perfect balance it's never going to be there because if i find myself giving like a bit to everything that's going on in my life i'm never putting enough effort into the things that probably should be because once again we don't have the bandwidth to be hit to everything at 100 miles an hour or 50 your miles. balance is actually balance for you but it's not yeah what what people actually consider balance your balance might be 70% work, 20% family, 10% health fitness. Now that is the worst variables ever, but you get my opinion for yeah, me. Yeah. It's actually like a very hard personal work, a very per probably social life to be honest uh, with friends. Like I have a very small friend group. Uh, I only meet like, like that's just the, that's just the way I am. And I operate really well off that and content. Whereas I know, for example, see when I see her, I feel really off balance is whenever I feel like people pressure me into for me, like taking too much off time and then I feel discontent because I know there's more for me there. I enjoy, I really do enjoy what I do. Yeah. And then for me, that doesn't feel like balance because I'm like, well, why do I feel like I want more in this one area? It's like, 
if you're working loads and all you crave is more time off, then yes, you're off balance to that degree. So each individual will have their own level. The problem is I think society and a lot of influencers now quote that if you push hard in one extreme, that you're no longer balanced and that's not sustainable. It's because they're comparing your level of balance to theirs and that's not the same. Every person works completely different. I think that's really, really important to know. And I think that's where people get thrown off because then you feel guilty if your balance doesn't align with somebody else's. Yeah. Fuck, I, I actually think that's a very interesting concept that not a lot of people address or dive into it enough that I think a lot of the a lot of that and a lot of other things in society are down to guilt. Uh, I feel like that's the reason most people feel off whenever they don't have a partner. Like I see the amount of people that message me, right? And this is so true. And I see the large uh, newsletters and the large follow, and I've noticed that so many men, men reach out to me, right? And what I'll notice is with certain emails, there'll be ones like, hey, Tony, I'm 29 uh, or I'm 31 and I've recently broke up with my girlfriend or she's broke up with me or whatever, or my wife has left me and I feel totally alone and I'm unhappy and I feel like my whole life, I, I can't figure out my purpose. And then I'll get another message from somebody, 33, male, married, two kids, and he'll go, it looks like I have it all together, but I feel like a bag of shit. I don't know my purpose. I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like he's like, everybody else looks like they have it together. And that's coming from both sides of the coin. I think it's these yeah. expectations that, that when you get all that stuff, you will all of a sudden feel more at ease. See if you're not at ease now, no matter what you add to your life, even if it's a partner, even if it's a family, even if it's a child, that doesn't fill that void. And people will be like, oh, well, a child fixed this for... It will help to an extent, but it won't fix it. And that's why it's like whenever I plug my insecurities of not being good enough with more money, more followers, more muscle, uh, like it, it, it helped, but it didn't solve the insecurity at the root. And then it comes back to haunt you. And that's the same with these sort of issues. People aren't actually realizing all these problems that are internal focus because of the expectation that we dream of. And when you lower your expectations of what life and reality is supposed to be like, that's whenever things become more to your your forefront. Like for me, like I, I know I can feel a lot of times where I'm 29 now, and I'm sure you do, Mickey, where it's like, fuck, you know, a lot of people are, like I'm seeing a lot of people my age now have kids or get married or get engaged. Uh, and it, it almost feels to an extent like me that I've almost restarted to an extent. Like I'm talking about buying in a different country now, moving country. Yeah. I'm traveling constantly. This is all stuff people tend to do whenever they're young, 20s, not late. And it's like, fuck, am I doing it wrong? No, you're not. You're doing what is right for you in that moment. And the problem is because the general route, it doesn't mean it's wrong for anybody that follows that route, the, the common norm. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel good in that, then you're laughing. But I know... If I had followed that route, I would have been a what-if person and then edit myself. So it's almost like that catch-22, and I think that's a personality trait. I think not every individual will get that, but there will be some that resonate with me. There is no actual right decision. Yeah. You're actually just picking what is the least wrong of two wrong, of the wrongs that you think, and that sounds so odd, Yeah. but it's actually just weighing up. Like Every decision is not right or wrong. It's just going like, what one is going to, I'm going to try and leave me with the least regret is usually the best pick. Yeah, it's but it's like you don't know before you make the decision. You don't know if it's a right decision or a wrong decision. Once it's like when you take that risk and you do something that's a bit riskier, it could backfire. It could be one of the best decisions you make that day, that week, that year, your life. But you don't know that until you do it. So everything's always going to have a fifty-fifty. It's like like once you said about like people getting having children because they think it'll make their marriage better or or 
or boyfriend and girlfriend that's been out for five or six years are starting to get a bit nippy at each other and they go, you know what, we just need to get engaged because that's going to solve all our problems. Sometimes it does. Probably more times it doesn't. But... I don't know if I don't know if they they feel pressure and they have to and people I don't know if people still feel pressure the same way these days. I do think to an extent there is because people come to a certain age to think oh you should have kids. I think society's getting a wee bit more flexible in that outlook at the minute. I don't think people are having kids as young now. They're, I think they're kind of the, looking at life and business and houses and different stuff. But I think it's probably because it's longer to get settled in life. Um, so I don't think the kids things happens as young, but I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel that much. I, I do get a wee bit of pressure. Um, just age wise, people going, oh, when are you going to settle down? When are you going? You no, know, do you want kids? Do you know that I would get that one more? Do you ever want kids? And like, well, I need to find a fucking girl first. Never mind the fucking kids, but you know. But I don't find pressure that way, age wise or anything. Um, I'd never really have. Um, but I could see why people do, especially females, um, because there is, seems to be a wee bit more pressure on them, and and, and that is a very, it's a very social led thing. I see a lot of it in social media. Um, you even see like you would see the, the sort of posts a lot more popular coming up where you would have like female influencers writing about stuff like the people are putting pressure on them being in their thirties and maybe traveling, still traveling around and never settling and, and people are like think they're weird doing it but you know what every single person is different and what works for people like if you have the if you're the sort of person that likes to travel it it would kill you staying in the same place too long and a lot of people will never be able to understand that and that's an unfortunate that's an unfortunate thing for them because they'll never understand how happy traveling can make certain people like the endorphins people get from visiting a new country or or visiting a new culture and sampling the culture is that's their that's their drug that's their thing, but I like I would never expect someone like even with me DJing I don't expect a person that's probably never been in a nightclub to understand the buzz I get from DJing, and that's okay you know that they don't have to understand just like I will never understand the buzz they might get from whatever they do, um. And that's just that's what kind of makes the world go round that everybody's different. But when you said like the social kind of what do you call it, like the social pressures about settling down, getting married, kids, I I thankfully, thankfully I don't I do I do get people probably trying to put it on me, but I don't really get it at a personal level because it's just something I know when what's right for what's right for me will be right for me when it's right for me. You know that sort of respect. Um, that takes that. That is something that's easy said, and then I think like a lot of people will be like, "Yeah, I agree," and then they get into bed late at night, and then their head yeah. models because that—that's what happens to me a bit at times. Well, so it's I easy said that, for me because I nearly made that mistake. If you know what I mean, I was ten weeks away from probably making a real bad mistake, and sometimes I would be in bed going, and it's and not and not saying that's in a derogatory way about the other person involved. Sometimes I actually thank myself for standing by that decision. Because it could have been a lot different. And it that wouldn't have been a good thing for me at all. It wouldn't have been a good thing for her either. Two sides to every coin would definitely not have been good for her. And a hundred percent wouldn't have been good for me either. So that's where I can kinda when it's right when it's right, I'll know it's right now. Because I it nearly was very wrong. <laughs> In a way. And you always you know, you learn from 
you learn from failures as we always we always talk about this you know it's con it's just practice it's all just practice until it's right but uh yeah that's a, that 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 balance one's actually making me f over like think a lot of things now you know it's making me like actual what is balance you know what is really balance and, do, and is what is balance for me the other kind of thing we were talking about is that the never having enough thing and that when you when you sent when we talked about that earlier or you sent that over to me it's something that i think going back with you that was something i always noticed with you that it was always you always more 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 when you were real you no know, when when you were going through a phase of drive 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 yeah that's the one thing i think i just it's just always something that like it's it's you know and then now you're the total opposite almost well not the total opposite but now you're more thankful for everything you have rather I than still, the, the things the thing in front is, of you i still want the problem is i still do want more and more yeah. and more and more and more and i'm a pusher in every aspect yeah. like i've been sort of taking it easy now since the show you know, i was more the thing is the balance for me the last while was right i push physique so hard it's got to a stage now where i struggle to push the content as hard whenever i'm pushing my physique because so many calories slightly lethargic then you do all the work and all the meal prep and joe going through them ups and downs with that and so i was like look i want to park my physique for a little bit and focus on the content which i have yeah everything's grown massively but then you get to that stage where you're like i want more on the physique front so then i start tightening up body fat now i'm gonna do a hard push up for muscle now since march from march and bulk. it's not yeah, I'm not going to go as heavy and as bulky as I am, but I'm going to enter again and phase again, which I didn't think I would ever do, but I'm just in the mood for it. So we'll see how I roll around by March. But now I'm doing the cleanup, just a slight cleanup now for it. Uh, but the thing is, I always want more. And as I said, the person climbing the ladder is always more, more enjoying the process than the person at the bottom or the top. And there comes a time, I think, when you will, I will just prioritize other things. But then I feel like my pursuit will change. And I think this happens for other people where yeah. you, you don't, drop the ball your pursuit is just that you're climbing a ladder to be the best father to be the best husband to be the best son where i'm not saying these things are less or more important i'm just saying your values and your priorities can shift from time to time and that's the thing it's it's realizing that that happens and for me it's sort of a case of where right now it's not even that travel necessarily makes me happy i enjoy being in the same place i'm just i just know that when I travel, my Instagram grows better and that's going to lead to more income, more freedom in the long term, more family support. And for me, that's that's the route I'm building and I have been. But uh, I think it's more so a case of I still have the same nature. I still have the same insecurities. I'm still working through them. Uh, but my perception around it all has changed to an extent of I don't feel as under as much pressure. I felt like everything had a, I didn't feel secure. I didn't feel like the financial state was enough. Whereas for me, whenever I had a certain amount of houses, it felt like somebody took a weighted vest off me and I could breathe and I could slow down. And and was that, was that the thing you put on you? Did you put that on yourself? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was nothing, there was nothing external. There was nothing external. It was. It, it would be a mixture of external and internal, but it's going to be a mixture of simple things like me struggling with women whenever I was younger, relating that back to body image, relating that back to being maybe not a wealthy individual. And then these sort of thoughts manifesting themselves as yeah. that whenever I get these things, they will help. And the funny thing is, and this is me being straight, most people said, you know, and I, I do believe that like a lot of my stuff was internal, but like the way society is now, like I, I'm single now, like a roughly about a year and a couple months. But like, 
obviously most people didn't know until the last like six seven months because if you don't listen to the podcast you wouldn't have heard it was just like nothing yeah uh, and i have noticed i don't care what anyone says women treat me differently now 110 percent because you're following the following or the money i don't care people go uh it, it's not all of them it's just i notice that there's more time yeah, well, I don't know whether that's a confidence thing. I don't know whether that's yeah, uh, it the money or the following, or if it's just who the, maybe the traits I know because I'm more I'm ambitious, I'm very confident, but I, I notice a difference even in the way men would treat me when they meet you. Yeah, and I think that as itself is a bit shite because I would love to turn around and go. I chased all these things: the money, the followers, the muscle, and Joe. It it. It didn't change me internally, but it feels like it changes the external around you. Yeah, no, it, de may, it definitely, definitely, it does. It, like, I, I'd be I, lying if I said otherwise, and I think most some people do lie. And yeah, I'm not does. saying that from a my, my. I'm very grounded as an individual. I like yeah. to think about that. Like, I, like I stop for thirty minutes every day because somebody stopped me in the street just to have a conversation about something personal and not bring up. Uh, but just a, a fella I'd never talked to before, but he followed me for content and stuff. And it's one of these things where for me. I think most people know that, but it's it's interesting from a dynamic of like that that drilled me to go so far in that direction, and it didn't it never solves the problem, but it always it, it never hurts. Like you becoming a more physically dominant meal, a more healthy meal, a more confident meal, a financially stable meal. Uh, they're never going to hurt you with your own personal self worth. Like it, like it's different. Like they were all issues I was struggling with, so they didn't solve it, but they don't because now I have this stack of proof that I am the difference yeah. is if everything got taken away from me I still because I went through the process and I didn't cheat code it my mom and dad didn't give me money I didn't fucking Joe yeah. take any cheat like cheat code in any area of life with money or any area and for me I know if I went back to ground zero I get injured I can get all my muscle back I know if I lose all my money I can get it all back because I was the only one who got me it yeah yeah and the same with the houses eh, that's why that's that that vest coming off me and the, the talk about the property yes it's a certain income number and a certain amount of wealth but it's the fact of i know that, that carries the distance and that is for me is not a, a brag or anything like that for you listening i want you to know that if everything gets stripped away from you and all your self-worth is underpinned on your car or like for example that was the exact reason i traded the raptor and i felt like that was something i bought because I was like, this is this is a dream car. The Rock drove this. This is awesome. And I really struggled to figure out, was that ego making me drive that? Or was it what I wanted? And I, I sold it. And I had no issue selling it and taking an Audi uh, or taking it off. And I was driving my mom's car for a while and then buying an, an Audi. That's a, that's a solid car. But the thing is, I was very curious that would I... I said I was fine driving my mum's and dad's car and my mum's Fiat Panda for a bit. But I was very curious, would that actually sting me? And then I would yeah. know... And the thing is, it didn't fucking sting me. So I didn't even need to fucking sell the Raptor because that wasn't an issue. But I couldn't tell. And I think I would always been like, mm, do you know, it's like when somebody buys a Ferrari, are you buying that for you or are you buying that for other people? And if you can honestly say it's for you, but, yeah. but if you're buying it because you want the attention and you're putting your self-worth and you're the guy with the Ferrari, then that in itself is going to actually hinder your confidence because if you're nothing without that, you're fucked. And it's it. That's where I feel like that weight and that confidence you get from an individual working on yourself physically, mentally, in every area to become a better person. Like even making your bed in the morning, getting up earlier, you know, 
clean and being a clean hygiene based individual where you look after yourself like self-care yeah that for me shows self-respect and then when you have that other people give you it and then i feel like you also build yourself and then you know anything taken away from you like when my relationship crumbled crumbled down i i obviously everybody struggles struggle with mental health and all that but i knew i had myself and i knew i could build myself back because i've done it before so that in itself is a godsend whereas if it's your first time ever having to do that that's a very difficult procedure whereas i've had to do that with businesses with everything so it's just another rep it is it it's once you like once you know once you it's there's a there's a great thing when you know you have your own back and then you know you can trust like people and unfortunately like people come and go in people's lives um but if you know you have your own back and you've been through maybe a bit of darkness or something and you know that doesn't matter what anybody else if you know you have your own there's nothing as good and the sad thing is sometimes sometimes people don't have their own back and that's when unfortunate things can happen um and they like that's that's the thing it's uh it's very like I don't know. I I'm just like I'm. I've always been lucky enough that I've always I've always been able to know that if I fail, I can catch myself. You know, I, know, I don't think most people feel like that though. I know, but I know, I know, I know, and that that's the sad thing that some people can't, and some people, and some people have never had to. And there's probably people listening to this now thinking, I wonder, am I one of these sort of people that have, when you know if the shit ever hit the fan or or things ever went sideways a wee bit. Am I strong enough to to pick myself up? Um, and hopefully you might never need to know that. And and some people like I got through fucking thirty two years maybe and didn't need to. Um, I thirty two. No, I about that. Um, and didn't need to. Um, know if I had my own back. Um, and that's an unfortunate thing. And then <clears throat> once you, but there's something said if. Like we've talked about it before, if you, you know ups and downs, and you know everything makes you stronger. And I know it's a cliche in saying it, but it does. It does. It, you know, failures make you stronger. Hard times make you stronger. Hard time makes hard people. You know, these things are all cliches that be used and runs to death. But there is something to be said about it, um, and there's something to be said about as Tony, like you know, from the ice baths and putting yourselves in these harder predicaments and working hard for something. There's something to be said about the way that can make you feel in everyday life and how it can make you a wee bit, just a wee bit stronger. And I think, you know, everybody's talking about these be a percentage better, working on their mental health, working on this, working on that. It's, you know, as long as you're just a wee bit better, don't fret it. If you're a wee bit better than yesterday, don't fret it. Just because you're not 10% or 20% or 30% or whatever you want to quantify things. Um as long as you're you know you're working hard and doing stuff i think you should be okay in that respect but going back just a we throw back to what you were saying about people treating you differently i get that i would say monthly like i've had people been in like even two two nights ago in cork being in people's companies and they were like oh, what are you doing i said i'm a dj I'm like oh, all right cool and then they flicked up my instagram and i like i don't have a big following but i've, I've you know if you flick down my Instagram, you can see that I've played in some of the best places in the world and stuff. And then straight away, I can see them going on their phones and they write in your name and they flick you up and then they treat you completely different. And they're all, oh. And then before, it was like, oh, he's a DJ's just a fucking idiot. 
And then it's all of a sudden they're like, oh my god, da 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 da. Like even there, like two nights ago, they weren't like, they weren't taking the piss, but they were like, a, like an, a wee joke. And I the joke I made it was funny. Like, and then when they when they kind of went on and had a wee snoop, then all of a sudden it was like, oh my god, and the way they treated it was so different. And it's not it's not a blight on them. It's just I think it's ingrained in people's uh, just in people in general. Um, people they always treat like people differently if they're more like I would see like I would be around with a lot of like very successful DJs before and I could notice people treating them just completely differently but in reality they're all just normal people and you know people just like being treated like a normal person and it was always something even from the very first DJ I ever picked up at the airport like the first big DJ I ever picked up at the airport to bring to a gig I remember just going oh we're all just the same you know, we're all he's all the same shit going on. Oh, fucking flight was delayed. What a load of dung and uh, easy jet shite. All the same conversations. Um, but yeah, that was actually a good. It's always like that though. You yeah. realize that nobody is above or nobody is below. It's just actually the pedestal you put each other on. Yeah, well, that's it. You you can put, and then that's why some people go to this one never meet your heroes because they realize your heroes are fucking same as everybody else. They just are probably really good at a certain thing. So then that gets them paid more or that gets them more eyes on them. But they're just all, they all start. It's like people like meet these premiership footballers. They don't stop for an autograph or they, oh, they, they go, I'll never meet you here. He was a wanker. He was this, he was that. You know, I don't think they're a wanker because they're a footballer. I think they're just, you could probably just always be a wee bit of an asshole. That's, that's you know, that's on them. That's fine. That, you know, the world needs assholes. If there was no assholes in the world would be born. But, it's, it's the pedestal you put them and you think oh if I meet this person it's going to be like fucking meeting God and then when you realize and you're like alright well the city just going oh hello cheers thanks for coming out bang you know everybody's kind of the same they all have the same problems same worries well probably less it is most more. people feel they're alone but the thing is you may be actually there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely and I think yeah. feeling lonely is whenever you feel like nobody else shares your problems but I think majority of people do yeah. in every area it's just one of them things where the how you build yourself will depend on how you handle them harder circumstances and i think sometimes lowering your expectations over time actually helps us because not that you don't expect things to go well i don't believe in that but i mean the expectations of life being perfect because i sort of just expect shit hit, to hit the fan now and for things to go off and then when things go great you appreciate it far more and it's not a case of that you can't want more you can always want more you can always work for more but it's just being grateful where you are and knowing that like you probably will feel that it's never enough. You'll probably want more in every aspect of your life, more money, more time off work, more. And the thing is, as long as you're aware that that's how you are, then you're well balanced, yeah. even though you're off balance. And that's the whole entire point of this podcast. Yeah. So just realize, don't put the pressure on yourself to not want more because you always probably will. And then you'll settle into it a bit more and you'll put less pressure on yourself to be perfect in every aspect. Cause that is the ruination in my opinion is that perfection of we need to be the most balanced individuals in the planet. Whenever realistically nobody is and yeah. don't put that pressure on yourself because nobody needs, we have enough. Boom. Drop the mic. Yep. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to like a oh. review share to your story we really appreciate it also and thank we'll you because it's 200 it's the 200th podcast we should have said that at the start so thank you very much for sticking by us for 200 podcasts it's actually 210 with the wee bonuses we did but it's 200 officially is today's podcast holy fuck i know that's mental 
So thank you so much for that. Thanks for all the reviews uh, that are flying on Spotify. You can leave questions on the Spotify if you want. You can. We're back in the Instagram. We're probably going to start using it again um, more. Um, well, probably not. That was a lie. Sorry for Landy. Um, but we will, if you have any questions, hit us up in the messages and we'll get it on and we'll answer your questions. But cheers, I know you guys. And we'll see you all next time. Bye bye.